0: Hello, everybody. You are listening to Planetary Overload. I'm Austin Heyer and we're still we're still in a bit of a different time, so we're we're kind of mixing things up today. Cole is currently out; she is sick. Uh, don't worry about that, though. Uh, she is she's I not healthy, but she's safe. Uh, she is not she is not serious, so don't worry about that. We have a new guest for today. I'll let him introduce himself.
1: Hello, everybody. My name is uh, Jake Rudisell. I am the music director for KXDR 100.7 The Planet. And I'm here with AJ on Planetary Overload to discuss the hobby of collecting music.
0: So if you don't know what this podcast is about, this podcast is about introducing you to new hobbies. Think of us like the video game tutorial that's supposed to start you off into new fun. And because we're all stuck at home, I mean, what what a good time to start a new hobby, am I right?
1: Absolutely, AJ, 100%. Uh,
0: are you still able, like, I'm actually kind of curious, are you still able to get CDs during this time? I don't know if you import a lot of them or uh, get them delivered.
1: Uh, yeah, like, I still, I ordered some CDs a while ago, mm. and they haven't come in yet just because I ordered them off of Amazon Prime instead of Discogs, I thought... Like, hey, like, it's probably cheaper to do Amazon. They'll get here quicker. But Amazon Prime stuff has been delayed as of late because of that. So I haven't gotten them yet. Um, But, no, like, there's still places that will, like, sell you stuff online. Like, it's – from my experience of ordering stuff online, this kind of pandemic – this, chrono, this is a really good way for us to uh, completely date the show by bringing this up, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> the thing is with the pandemic at the moment is that any sort of vendor who isn't going to ship until like X amount of date has like put a notice up mm. that we're not going to ship until this time. This is getting delayed until then. We can't ship to this country for these reasons. We can't ship outside of our country for these reasons. It's been long enough to where if they're not going to sell to you, they've already made it apparent. And some people can and some people can't.
0: Okay. Um, so we can expect, as the date of this recording, the United States is the hot zone of COVID-19. Can we expect that some, if someone wants to import uh, something, of maybe their second language is uh, another language and they want to import music from maybe an ancestral home or something like that that we might not be able to get imports for the time being cuz they won't have workers coming to United States to potentially get infected.
1: I would say I am not the expert on this. Mm. Um so I I can't really say for sure. I think so, like I think some places are fine like I know there's a pretty popular vendor from uh, Japan called I think it's a uh, kupiku mm-hmm. kupiku.com and they're a pretty big vendor, and I think they're still selling to America. I could be completely wrong. Like, I wouldn't quote me on that because I haven't bought from them in a good couple years. Right. But I would say, I would say it just depends on the vendor. Like, just do a little research.
0: No, I I totally understand. Yeah, make sure you're if you're interested in trying this out to um try and when you when you're gonna go to a vendor, make sure that it's it's gonna get to you. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and usually if you order from there and they can't reach you, be it a delay or cancellation, uh, from the websites I use, like Discogs, um, you're usually going to find people like giving you like pretty quick immediate notice of, hey, we can't ship to you. It'll be delayed or it'll be canceled. If it's delayed and you would rather cancel, we'll give you that option.
0: And this is not to say that this happens all the time with this hobby.
1: Oh, absolutely not. No, most of the time when you're ordering from like uh, Discogs or even like eBay or Amazon
0: which we'll talk all about this like the specific what these websites will do for you later on but continue
1: most of the time like when you're ordering like music online from my experience I've probably had canceled orders maybe like three four times out of the entire like history of me collecting mm-hmm. and that's entirely been just because the biggest thing is most websites most like record store websites or record store like accounts on third-party like middleman vending sites like Discogs and Amazon most of them are ran by people who run record stores and they keep their inventory on there and then they update it at the end of the day okay and if something is sold before they can update their inventory then they'll just tell you hey we don't have this we have to cancel okay and you, you just have to find somewhere else Usually,
0: so I guess this we're, we're kind of already doing the interview segment. Like I said, today it's going to be a little bit different, but Jake, you are an avid music collector a physical music. So, yes, probably a lot of our listeners are probably listening to this on Spotify. They probably have an Apple Music account, they have um, they stream music and they probably haven't bought music since they were young. You know what I mean? Those old binders but you know how it was back in the day those old binders that were all full of different CDs that you
1: could- oh man don't get me started that's a pet peeve of mine <laughs> I have friends who still I have friends who still have CDs and they do that and that is that gets on my nerves I'm gonna be real with you I'm gonna be completely frank
0: so tell me how long you've been collecting music and kind of in the same way what what has drawn you to music over the years physically I mean
1: the thing is with music and me collecting music, is that I've always... Like, my dad's always collected music. So he's always had this huge, like, collection of probably about a 1, 1,000, a 1,500 CDs. Right. Which I have, like, sort of pseudo-inherited. They're all at my place, and that's kind of like the kicking-off point to me collecting. is because he already had this big collection that I have complete access to, and he sort of just stopped collecting. Mm. So... I have in a way kind of picked up the torch and the kind of the, the moment that I realized I wanted to get into music as a hobby was when I was in high school about, it was like early high school, late middle school. I, um, I saw, uh, Iron Maiden live. Okay. And, um, that was like the big thing that sort of kicked off my interest of, I want to like get into specifically Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. So That was like my first, like, major band that I was like a fanatic for. I was hugely into them.
0: So originally when you got into it, you had chosen a band that you had saw live yeah. or that you enjoyed yeah. and you said, "I'm going to support these people and then go forward from there."
1: Yes. Yes. I would say that was like a good thing. That that was kind of what pushed me into it was I saw them live and I was like, "I want to collect everything this band's done. I love this band. They're great." And so I just started collecting album after album after album and built like a kind of a small little repertoire of music that was like a part of this larger like group. Mm -hmm. And then what I started doing is at the time I was really into 4chan uh, and I switched my maiden board from V for video games to move for music. Mm -hmm. So I started going on the music board on 4chan And that's where I started picking up a lot of these, like, more obscure artists. Some not super obscure, like King Crimson wasn't really obscure, but they liked them. Mm -hmm. Same with, like, Kanye West. I would, like, just kind of pick up albums that kind of piqued my interest from there and, like, bought those and started from there. And I would say a good, like, with us in the internet age, a good place to find good new music is through, like, internet message boards like internet image boards mm-hmm. there's so many places where you can discuss music like 4chan's moo like the music like subreddit
0: i would say that 4chan's a bit dated for our audience um maybe reddit might be a good first place to check kind of dead
1: <laughs> they're not they're definitely not dead they're different. I'm not going to get into the details of it. I would say probably for this audience and the people who listen to this, yes, Reddit would probably be a uh, a much more suitable place to go. And there's plenty of like different subreddits for different types. If you're using
0: online yeah. resources and you're not just going and seeing them live. Yeah. I wanted to talk about that. So would you say that kind of a offset hobby included in collecting music would be seeing them live to get like special editions of music that they would be selling at concerts
1: i would say a lot of people that is um, an inspiration that was definitely an early inspiration for me but i'm a like i'm a hermit so i don't like going out so i don't like (laughs) i don't see a lot of shows i do see shows from time to time but it's not something i actively go out to do which i don't know i guess it might make like seeing shows a much more special experience for me because it's like I go see it and like even if it's like a mediocre show it's still like a show and I don't do that that often. Yeah, and you you
0: only choose the people that you obviously have enough to make you to leave your house.
1: If there's like a band that's a very like important band like a significant band and they're playing live at like trees or uh, the Gexa Energy Pavilion which I think they changed the name of that place. They changed the name of that like concert hall all the time but
0: yeah it's it's something else right now uh the pavilion uh is it the american Airlines center now
1: no no it's not the american Airlines center it's somewhere else oh okay gotcha but like i saw iron main there (laughs) i saw nine inch nails there um but like i went to trees to see like earth and boris play there Mm -hmm. so like i would say like you would want to go to like if you're doing like live if you want to get into live music you go to an arena, usually for, like, more popular artists, and you go to, like, like a smaller bar, like, treats. And this is
0: all depending on the genre, too, because if you're kind of more into jazz or maybe a less mainstream genre, you're going to be going to certain venues that are specifically built for those.
1: Absolutely. But I'm not, I'm not the expert on that because I don't go to, like, live shows.
0: Right, right. And this is just kind of a tangent within music because why you would go to these if you were a music collector is probably because exclusive merch. Most tours have tour merchandise that you can only get from them in person on their tours.
1: Yeah. That's not like uh when it comes, that does exist within albums, but most of those albums would be like definitely something for collectors only. Like I know there was a, I didn't pick this up when I saw Boris play live, but they were selling a live album, it was like exclusively sold at live shows and you can't pick it up anymore unless you get it like used with like scalped prices
0: well to kind of keep on that another reason to go to obviously to support an artist that you like but also if you're kind of making a collection that might be worth money one day having signed albums definitely important yeah and then also, can you explain to the audience what a live album is, if they don't know?
1: Whenever you buy, like, an album, you would normally get, like, it's like a collection of songs. Sometimes there's, like, a cohesive flow or a concept behind it, and sometimes there isn't. Um, and it's usually done in the studio. Sometimes it's, like, an album that's live in the studio, but it's, like, it, it's like, it's like a book-up. When it comes to, like, a live album that is basically either one of two things that is a concert that they recorded like in full and then took and like remastered it and released it on like a disc or like a cassette or a, like a piece of wax, you know, like they put it out there like a concert on a physical media that you can kind of bring home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's either that or a collection of live, songs from like a tour right they were all kind of mixed to sound like they were performed at one location like i know um i know deep purple had made in japan which like almost every song off of that album which it's a live album was done off of between two three i think maybe even four different live sets but they mixed it to sound like it's all one big show
0: So you can have an album that's, I guess, regular albums are just studio albums. I just don't call them studio albums because that's just the norm. Yeah. And then a live albums would be the same thing or maybe just a a compilation of their set that's just put into CD.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Speaking on CDs, those are just compact discs. Obviously, I would be surprised if anyone here didn't know what a CD was. But actually... I take that back. I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest.
1: <laughs> there, There's probably a couple people listening to this that don't remember CDs.
0: Uh, as I'm going into this, what are physical mediums that they can collect music on? Because CD, it's just one. There's, there's multiple formats, yep.
1: There's CD. I'll start with CD since that's the one I'm like the most familiar with. I collect CDs predominantly, which sucks because they're kind of seen as like the least cool format. Like they're they they were like really mainstream back in the day, so everyone has a bunch of them, and they're really cheap, and they're 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 like the least cool format. But for
0: us, 90 kids,
1: I like them a lot more than the others, mainly because it was what I grew up with. But I've come up with a bunch of other sort of justifications for why I prefer them. Like they're super durable, they're super portable. Most cars still have a CD player. They uh, they last a lot longer than vinyl. You don't need to take as much care of them as you do vinyl. Um, like I think I already said, but they're cheaper. Yeah, they're, Uh, I could get more CDs with the money that I could spend on a vinyl. You know, and I like to have like a big collection, like a library of stuff. So I normally go CDs. Vinyl. I'm. That's this one I'm second most familiar with. Vinyl is really good as like a collector item because it's more expensive and it's more like kind of a coveted thing.
0: It. It also just has an aesthetic to it like they're big large discs they don't hold as much they hold not nothing close to a a cd yeah
1: cds hold about twice as much as a vinyl yeah yeah and same thing with cassettes cassettes hold a little bit more than a cd Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the reason you get into them is not only like what's available and what you listen to but the sound they all sound different like a vinyl is considered more warm than a cd a CD is considered much more mechanical. Um, I mean, I'm just saying what I heard of, you know what I mean?
1: I completely disagree. Oh, really? Absolutely. I think that's a myth made up by people to justify their purchases of vinyl. Um, I'm not trying to knock people who do collect vinyl. It's a valid, like, hobby to collect. But when you're trying to justify that the sound of a vinyl is um, a more like... It is analog. CDs are digital.
0: But the difference... Yeah, I was about to say... That maybe if you're talking about so for audiences purposes, I I am an audio producer. So if you master, which is just a audio um, thing of like finalizing. so like when you write a paper an essay, you, you' how you finalize is you go through and check all the grammar and make sure that it's like everything is where you want it to be, but it look it's nicer. you know what I mean? Yeah so if a, if a CD and a vinyl are mastered the same, and then you put them onto a vinyl player versus CD, it will still sound different just cuz you're talking about a digital medium versus an analog medium and just because just because of how that is they will sound different so from a designer perspective they they will sound different just cuz of how they're played
1: from the research i've done on this there is it's such a minor difference like, there's, it, it's such a small, like, there is a difference, but it's so small that your ear is, like, unable to pick it up. It's like trying to pick up, like, a dog whistle, you know?
0: Yeah, it would be like, if you were talking about playing a 60s vinyl versus a modern vinyl, I wouldn't be surprised, because, like, less precise technology and stuff like that.
1: The thing is, with, like, like, the old, like, the big argument a lot of people give against, like, modern vinyl is that modern vinyl is... Recorded from, like, a digital file and then pressed into vinyl. Yeah. So you're getting, like, a digital-based sound on the vinyl when the original kind of vinyls from the 70s were, like, they recorded sounds and then etched into it using, like, a device that physically etches the sounds they were producing onto the vinyl.
0: I mean, no one's going to record an analog nowadays. There's... The equipment's way overpriced because it's just old and hard to get a hold of...
1: (laughs) No, absolutely not. There's like there's zero reason to do that. And like because there's like honestly not much difference between vinyl and C D. And most people who are really into vinyl will say there is. Um it's a placebo. It sounds yeah basically the same. Um you might prefer vinyl because you like the like the sound of dust that gets stuck in the grooves, you know, and you
0: <laughs> Which isn't good for it. No, it's like. not. Like
1: the vinyl crack is the sound of your vinyl, like gradually yeah (laughs) it's the sound of it tearing away so it's it's
0: personally because i i also collect vinyl like i don't i don't have as many as other people yeah personally to me it's not the sound it's the look i like the
1: big that's valid that's yeah that that is some like one thing i will completely give vinyl is if you like the look of it like the kind of the uh the picture like like if you want like the picture but bigger yeah, like that's that's why you would get a vinyl is because you get a bigger piece of artwork. The only like, and
0: this is specific from band to band, because some bands vinyls suck compared to some bands who do their CDs like gods, like Tool. Yeah. <laughs> like it just depends on what band you're following and how much effort they put into making their physical medium. Yeah. Um, worth it.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And cassettes is the last one. That's the last format and. I would say cassettes is probably the one you should avoid the most. Cassettes are kind of coming into a comeback, but that's really just people coming into it for the nostalgia or the aesthetic. Like vinyl, is ult- Like vinyl is like outdated. It's an outdated format, but so are CDs. Ultimately, if you want convenience, you're just going to stream. If you take away, the- if you want to collect, and you don't ca- like, you care about convenience, but you just want to collect. CDs are your go-to, and then it's vinyl. You know, Um, cassettes are the least convenient thing you could ever possibly have. They're hard to find.
0: Not all bands, like, will go into them. You're probably going to find older bands that do that. And then, like, and then vinyls and CDs you can get at Walmart. Like, even the most recent albums, I, I go to, like, Ed Sheeran has all of his albums on vinyl, which is one of them. Yeah. Well,
1: here's the thing about cassettes, though, is it's not just that. They're, like, physically inconvenient to use. Oh, yeah. You have to you have to rewind them. You have to, like, stick the pencil in there and, like, rewind it that way or rewind it through the thing. They, they're very durable in that you can throw a cassette on the ground and it'll last longer than a CD or a vinyl. But the magnetic strip is very easy to get screwed up you can really mess up a like a the magnetic strip that's used to record it on there it's just not really worth it the artwork's really ugly cuz they have to fit it onto a rectangular piece mm-hmm. where like a CD has a lot more of a it's not CDs aren't as square as um vinyl but they're still more square
0: what i will say is that if you're look if you're interested in just looking at it or you're an older listener and you are nostalgic still check it out um back back when uh vinyl stores, vinyl stores, yeah, music stores were open, they they have them. So, yeah. Uh we're definitely not trying to discount any part of this.
1: I know. This is this is entirely my opinion. This is entirely Yeah. I um I've never cared for like cassettes as a concept. They're very much like I think they're the most novelty of formats out there. Okay. Like, I think that like you get them because you like the novelty of playing a cassette and that's it, mm-hmm. you know, like you can appreciate the novelty of playing a vinyl while also enjoying the artwork and maybe some cool new, like cool bonus songs on the vinyl. And like, there might be more art to the vinyl than there is on the CD usually. Right. Um, that's not usually the case with cassettes. Cassettes, it's a very obscure, very like inconvenient format in my opinion it's not my favorite that
0: makes sense so uh we'll we'll move on to our next segment normally we talk about notes but uh we like i said a little bit different today so uh we will kind of move on to locations where where do you get this and why we'll focus on online vendors for now but when this is all over and you know this is kind of like a thing of history of what it was like during the pandemic of 2020 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, But afterwards, uh, letting people know of where they can get stuff when things open up and social distancing is sort of laxed a bit. Where do you get things online? Where do you get them in person? Where Are there conventions where people gather for this stuff or is it all concerts? Is that where people gather for music stuff? So I'll let you take the floor.
1: Okay, so in terms of a digital marketplace, hands down the best place to go is this website called Discogs. It's short for discography. It is this huge music database where they just take any kind of music and they archive it in their system. And then they open it up to where if you have say like a record store, you can set up and sell music through discogs. That's where I buy like 90% of the music I get is I get it from discogs. It's convenient. um, If you're looking for something obscure Like it's going to be cheaper because a lot like if there's like a really popular artist on um, Amazon, they usually sell it for a pretty decent price. But if you're looking for something that's really obscure that like doesn't really exist outside of like a weird music circle, your best bet is to get it off of Discogs. It's going to be cheaper most of the time. Um, It's going to be genuine, generally a pretty better, uh, better experience. Than like getting it off of Amazon or eBay. There's a lot of scalping on those websites. The one exception, though, is they're, um When it comes, can you to... explain what scalping is? Well, scalping is basically like the the tech. Like the actual definition of it is whenever you like buy a ticket from a concert to hike the price up. Like you're not going to the concert, so you buy the ticket and then hike the price up once it's all sold out and sell it back to someone in the parking lot. And it's a real scummy practice. Yeah. I use scalping as just like a bit ba- like just a basic term for like taking people's ignorance of like the price of music and using that as like an inflation point to make your products artificially more expensive um that ma- does that make sense at all mhm that makes sense of course so yeah so like whenever i refer to scalping within the the context of collecting music and albums it's like, it's more so like this person buys this album from Discogs for like, say, 15 bucks, goes on to like Amazon, sees there's no listings for it, and then sells it for like 50 bucks because no one else knows any better. You know, they, they, like they're trying to sell it to people who somehow know of this band, but somehow don't know about Discogs, you know? Okay. So that's kind of like what... The sort of scalping hat and that happens a lot on eBay. That happens a lot on, uh, Amazon. I'd say the only place where like you could get a better price than discogs. And this is very specific is, um, on discogs, it's like a reverse thing where it's like people go on discogs to scalp on like American Amazon. But the opposite is the case mm. on Japanese Amazon. Really? If you want to buy like music specifically from Japan, your best bet is without a doubt Japanese Amazon, like amazon.jp. So many like vendors will buy stuff from amazon.jp uh, and then go to Discogs or people don't realize, hey, there's like cool stuff on like cool Japanese music, but you know, in Japan, they have really weird tax laws. Mm. So a lot of their music is incredibly expensive compared to the music from the states. Really? So yeah, um I could get into that after this. I don't want to go on a huge tangent. Mm-hmm. The whole like thing when it comes to this is a lot of like vendors will sell stuff they found off Amazon JP that's sold for like twenty bucks. Twenty, thirty bucks, that's about the average price, which is really expensive if you're getting a CD. And they'll go on to like discogs and sell that same CD for like forty, fifty bucks. Right. Like they'll double the price by ten like $20, way more than what should be like the price point. So I would say like just your best bet is like just keep it, keep an open mind on where you go. Most of the time, whenever I'm looking for like music to buy, I usually check Discogs and Amazon and eBay all kind of simultaneously.
0: Yeah. Cause you don't, just cause one price is like, Oh, don't, don't let immediate convenience uh, scam you out of like 20 or 30 bucks.
1: Absolutely. No, 100%. Like, just like, I would keep my eyes on, if you really want to get serious into it, I would keep my eyes on like multiple different stores, just like check. All right, how much does this cost compared to this? If there's like a $5 difference, like who really cares? But if we're talking like a $10, 20 difference, yeah, that's like a burger. That's a straight burger you can get with that money. <laughs> you know, like don't, don't waste that. Don't waste that on like some dude who's just trying to scam you. All right. No, no.
0: So, um, that's online stuff, but tell yeah. us about like in person stuff that you can go to
1: music shops, like any sort of place. Like it, if you want to try and find them online, the problem with like looking at music shops is there's music shops here in Stephenville, but they don't sell like CDs or vinyls. They do, but it's like a very small selection. Their um, their purpose is to sell musical instruments, you know so you have to be really careful with what you look up i would look up vinyl shop or cd shop or i mean if it sells vinyls and that's like the main thing they're selling they're going to sell cd's and cassettes too 9 times out of 10 sometimes you'll find a sometimes you'll find a vinyl shop that sells just vinyl no cd's or cassettes and that sucks if you're trying if you're not trying to collect vinyl but mm-hmm. that that's that's a bigger thing in like austin you go to like fort worth it's mainly like cd's cassettes Vinyls, anything you would really find, want to find, you'd go there. Mm. And
0: if you're not close to anything like that, uh, Walmart has stuff too. There, there's plenty of stuff at, at mainstream stores, Target, Walmart. It's not as big as a selection. It's gonna be your more pop songy type guys.
1: I would, I would not recommend Walmart unless you know what you're looking for. And the reason why I say that is because Walmart has a policy where they will not sell you a, like an album that has vulgarity so if you're buying like dark side of the moon by pink floyd dark side of the Moon by pink floyd has the song money and money has the word bullshit in it so that used to not be censored on walmart cds until like later when someone complained and then they took every copy of dark side of the Mood, moon cut that lyric out of the album and sold it back as like a censored release yeah, that like you have to make sure you're buying a pure, clean album, or else you're not getting a genuine release. Don't buy from Walmart unless you know you're getting something that's just clean from the ground up. There's no swear words, regardless, because you're going to be getting a botched release. Interesting. And that's the thing. Any like, anytime someone's trying to sell you an album that is like completely censored, just I. Like, it's not a complete album. Right. You're missing You're missing something by not having the artist's initial, like, vision in it, regardless of how vulgar it is.
0: Well, do you know of any—so, we've gone over online, we've gone over stores, vendors. Do you know of any, like, uh, conventions? I know you said you're more of a homebody, but do you know of, like, conventions, or is there a place where people who— buy vinyl or CDs like congregate or is it just going to be your live concerts or stuff like that
1: it's usually live concerts and usually record stores is where people congregate there is a convention in Austin that does predominantly vinyl I've never been there because I'm not a vinyl guy but I have a friend who has been there and he says it's really good I would just like keep an eye out maybe do a little research on that because I'm not the guy to uh talk about that because that's not my that's not my mo i don't collect vinyl but that is probably your best bet in terms of like a place where you can go to congregate with other people about it the thing is with like music is that it's really kind of hard to congregate
0: oh i almost forgot music festivals too that's probably a good place too
1: yeah probably i haven't been to a music festival so i don't know yeah the thing is with like Like people who collect music, there's not really a lot of room to congregate around that as a hobby because like when it comes to music, most of the time when people get together, it's to listen to a live concert, you know, when it comes to something like anime or video games or comic books. Like there's no real place for these people to congregate. So they've made conventions around these where fans of these mediums Mm -hmm. can come together and sort of bond and meet new people there. Music doesn't need that because concerts exist. Live shows are sort of the convention of music. That's where you meet like-minded people who like the same kind of music as you Mm -hmm. is you all meet up at a concert. So that's why there's not a whole lot of that is cuz there's not much of a need for it, right. you know. So, uh we're getting close to the end of this episode.
0: This is going to be a shorter episode just cuz we're we're kind of missing our uh people who may not be into it to talk about like what they think about it, but to someone who's interested, let's talk about prices. What's the average price of an album which i know is hard but let's let's try to average it down what, what would you say the average price is
1: um i would say if you're looking for it, de- it depends on the format let's say cd cds cds range i would say if you're looking for average i would say somewhere between five like five to ten for a used cd and i would say maybe about eh, 10 to 20 for a new cd all right. You know, and if
0: we're talking about some more niche stuff, I I know that vinyls personally can be anywhere from $25 to
1: $45. That's about a that's a good average for like a new vinyl. And yeah. this is specifically talking about stuff that isn't like weird obscure cuz I've paid like $50 for CDs before.
0: Oh yeah, and you know I've I've heard you imported some stuff for some obscene prices too, but that's just yeah. cuz you couldn't get it anywhere else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a it's rare material. You know, we're talking like the average baseline of like the price of that cassettes i don't really have a good number on cassettes um i would say you could probably get cassettes really cheap like i'd say about the same price as cd's you just got to know where to look
0: yeah and also realize that sometimes what you're going to buy cuz the way that you start into this it seems like for most people like i know i talk with lance a lot about music uh, just cuz we work at a radio station i talk with you a lot about music um, how it always starts is you are trying to support a band because we know as I, I'm a musician and I post stuff and I sell I've sold my own CDs and stuff like that. Yeah, Spotify doesn't pay the bands; it doesn't support them. I actually just finished my senior project, where uh, I actually showed like numbers of the top fifty revenue-making bands in the last, uh, I think, 2018, and it would be like. Their how much they made touring, right? Would be like fifty-five million dollars. Guess how much they make streaming?
1: I don't know, probably like a hundred.
0: Uh, I mean, it depends. So, uh, some of them would make a million off of streaming. But think
1: about like this: if each of those listens, but like the people who are making the people who are making millions are like Drake. Yeah. They're not like they're not like Swans or Neutral Milk Hotel yeah. or these like super obscure bands. I mean, they're not; those aren't even super obscure. Those are like relatively like you dive into music and like right. the first band you'll like know from the underground are like Swans or Neutral Milk Hotel. But like, but
0: what I'm trying to say is that you'll you'll follow a band, and depending on the band, that will decide what format you'll kind of get into, and there'll be more bands similar to that. So, uh, the reason I brought up Lance is because he liked uh, that. What what was the punk hardcore punk,
1: like straight edge hardcore punk? That's yeah. and
0: that is a genre of bands that only prints on vinyl. Like yes,
1: like it's very unless it's like something really like really popular, like Minor Threat. It's you're gonna primarily get these bands releasing stuff on vinyl.
0: I think of a lot of jazz bands who are only on vinyl. Yeah, I mean, and then some bands that are only on CD. And I don't think I've ever heard of a band only on cassette, but I may just be ignorant of that fact.
1: There's a lot of, like, lo-fi, like, like anything that's, like, kind of a lo-fi, low-fidelity, like, artist will usually, like, a lot of lo-fi, like, kind of punk rock, um, a lot of folk rock. Um, I know black metal is huge into cassettes, because, like... Really? Yes, because black metal is a very, like that's a that's a distorted yes, like mess. <laughs> well well, black metal is very like low fi in general like they intentionally record their stuff using the worst like the worst kind of like recording software available because it gives it like the way a lot of people describe it as like a burnt down church feel
0: that that is the most edgy thing i've heard
1: all day <laughs> like that, that that's that could be a whole another episode but it's not a hobby yeah
0: for sure <laughs> we uh we'll we'll end off the episode that the i'd say the initial buy-in
1: there is one other thing i do need to bring up about buying stuff you know and it's that yeah you're buying cds and vinyl you know like you're buying the the records another thing that is incredibly important that i cannot leave the episode without talking about is a setup okay um, before you even like think of getting into a hobby, you need to understand what makes a good setup. One of the reasons why I like CDs is you can buy like a pretty cheap boombox for like fifty to seventy dollars. You plug it into the wall and you play it, and that's fine. Um, you can buy a really nice like three, th- three four hundred dollar like setup with like dials and CD switchers and all this like crazy good stuff for a CD player, but that's not super necessary. If you're getting into vinyl it's almost required for you to have a good proper setup right? or else you're not going to have like good sound. Your vinyls will get broken. Vinyl is a very fragile, like, like kind of hobby to get into. And one thing, a lot of people like to go down in terms of like collecting vinyl is a lot of people like to buy, um, all in ones, which are like the most notorious one, where any, like anyone who's serious into vinyl knows to avoid this. Mm. But a lot of people who are really casual, Vinyl listeners fall for this trap, and it's the Crosley.
0: It's oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And in a lot of people's minds, they remember old vinyl players that were all in ones. Like that's how they used to be designed. But modern ones are not
1: like that. Don't you can't? Yeah, don't, you can't. You can't get an all in one. You need to have like your vinyl player, and it has to connect to external speakers. Mm-hmm. You know, you get like a Crosley. That is like Crosleys themselves are just a disaster. Like they're cheap, they're like an eighty dollar setup. They're incredibly cheap, but don't get them. It'll ruin your vinyl. There's no counterweight. It has like a ceramic needle. It's not diamond, so it's gonna like cut deep into your records, ruin them. The sound quality is awful. There's no reason for you to get a Crosley. Like if you're genuinely serious. I mean,
0: we we own an all in one at our uh, house, but that's because it's an old. Like it's 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 from when finals were the thing. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's a big point. But I am going to kind of move ahead, assuming that you have a car that can play CDs or that you have the vinyl player, um, because this is more about the getting the music itself. So,
1: yeah, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying since we're, yeah, no, I I completely agree. Thank you so much. You know what I mean? Since this is like about podcasts is about getting people into it for sure. People don't know, like the setup, Mm. if you're going vinyl, you have to have a good setup. I don't collect vinyl. This is the, like the first thing you got to know though, Mm. is that when my, like my, Like, one of the first things I told my sister when she wanted to get into vinyl was, should I get a Crosley? I told her immediately, no. Get an Audio-Technica CD player. Audio-Technica is probably my biggest recommendation.
0: Audio-Technica is just a great company in general.
1: Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal company. But they're, like, the best when it comes to entry-level, like, record players.
0: Not sponsored by (laughs) Audio-Technica, but call me.
1: We are not sponsored. (laughs) We are not sponsored by Audio-Technica. I want to just specify that. This is just... I'm just a fan.
0: <laughs> we're just <laughs> fanboys. We, we, we just, <laughs> th-
1: that is my recommendation for like an entry level. Like there's probably better like setups out there for more high end, but for sure, don't go Crosley. Crosley is the worst choice you could go to get audio technica.
0: Anything that we talk about in these, every time we talk about anything in these episodes, um, we bring in experts like Jake and where um, anything we say is viable to be wrong. So always be doing your own research Always be watching videos because that's the fun of it. You know, figuring things out for yourself. We're just here to to start it off. So not including setup, if someone just wants to get into buying their first CD to start their collection, I would say the cheapest buy-in, like you said, five bucks for a used Green Day CD. <laughs>
1: yeah, like used Green Day, Pink Floyd, like anything, like honestly, yeah, just anything like used mm-hmm. um, just to see if it's something you like. Um one of the things I really like about CDs is if you get like a jewel case. Yeah. And you get like a really crappy broken jewel case, you can take all the like the inserts out of it, buy a brand new clean jewel case, put everything back in and it's like you got a brand new CD.
0: There you can buy jewel cases for cents at places.
1: No, absolutely. You can get them at the Staples here in town. I bought a bunch of blank jewel cases that I use to like burn my own CDs and put like art in there that I printed off. I I want to specify these are artists I've purchased digitally and burnt for my own personal use. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I understand. I'm just, anytime
0: we talk about anything that might be considered gray area, we just have to say, this is a thing that happens. We don't condone it. So
1: yes, I do. I I just, I'm going to specify. I do not condone piracy. Um, don't pirate stuff. Um, It's illegal it's immoral you're stealing money if you're going to burn like a, a album onto a disc like a digital album onto a disc for like making like an album in a jewel case you gotta either make sure you've purchased it or if it's a free album already like hip-hop does a lot of free mixtapes um, like on that piff that's pretty like
0: what I'm about to say is just for Jake uh, everything should be paid for online nothing should be free and i'm totally just joshing because <laughs> jake hates that idea
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I, you know i do <laughs> you
0: have to pay for everything online no i'm,
1: I'm free the data free the data <laughs> free the data but unchain unchain the shackles of encryption <laughs> <laughs> unchain the shackles of encryption Mm-mm.
0: but yeah i would say if you're just going to CDs obviously if you go into vinyl going to be a little bit more expensive if you're a baller Vi-
1: vinyls much vinyl is a much more expensive that's why i say CDs is a good starter um and if you like CDs stick with them if you want to try vinyl if you're still liking like the idea of collecting and you want to go into vinyl um that it's great if you're into like if you want to get into vinyl just you gotta be, you gotta treat vinyl a lot better than you do CDs. Like CDs can be pretty abusable. Vinyl, you have to be incredibly careful with it. Um, you have to get a good setup that's not gonna break your vinyls.
0: Stuff like that. So, thank you so much for joining us on uh, Planetary Overload. I know it's a bit different today, but uh, I hope you enjoy. Jake, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Right on, man. I loved being on. All right. See you later, guys. Catch you around. This
0: has been a Tarleton Radio Network podcast with production from A.J. Heyer and Taylor Welch. Find more great shows by searching Tarleton Radio Network wherever you get your podcasts.